Hello and welcome to the Aid Station. I'm Chris Robb and today I'm hugely excited to be heading to Manchester in England where we meet Marcel Altenberg, Senior Lecturer and Program Leader in Crowd Science at Manchester Metropolitan University. Hey Marcel, great to see you again. Hey, great to see you. I'm a big fan of the show too. To like, I'm a consumer for the last 50 somewhat episodes, so very happy to be on. Wonderful to have you on it and, uh, and you've got a great story to tell and I'd love you to maybe start the show by telling us a little bit about the Marcel story, please. So for those few who cannot hear that I don't have a Mancunian accent, but rather a German one, um, I moved to Manchester because this is the hub for quote science worldwide. This is the one place that everybody turns to, to get advice or learn from crowd science to Manchester Metropolitan University. It became this important because of the professor of crowd science that we had, um, Keith Still. And that's also why I came here as a student and now took over the course. Um, before, I was in the military for 12 years. Um, as a captain in the fighting forces and also working for most of that time with the Berlin Marathon. I went for their club. I um, won a couple of competitions within the army, for the army and outside. And I just was heavily interested in, in numbers and all the details. So I studied sports science in Hamburg. I studied human science as a master's and then um, started working with the with SCC events. You had Mark Milder on, a friend of mine. Yeah. And yeah, we just kept exchanging. I was still in the army helping them out during their, during their big events, the half marathon and the marathon in their control room. Something that's quite natural to me, running a control room where there could be a crisis at any point in time. And it was just a winning, a winning combination, working with guys like Carsten Humrich, who really know their, 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 their field, and that connecting with the qualities that I was able to bring. I moved then to Manchester to study here. And they asked me to stay because they, 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 they got wind I'm leaving the army after 12 years and I would be of benefit for them and working with them. And that got me to amazing projects, may that be um, stadia, uh, racetracks, festivals, all kinds of things. But my heart always stayed with the marathon running. So I kept studying every number, all the numbers that I was able to get, all the results, all the details I was able to get. And connected to great leaders like Mr. Mike Nishi in, um, in Chicago or Jim Heim in uh, New York. And we collaborated and we built something. Um, like obviously we advise them, we are their main turning point when they, or they, we are the main point that they come to when they wanna know anything regarding crowd movement anywhere in the city during the event, before the event, after the event. And it also, happened that we developed a program called Start Right, which is now used in a hundred races worldwide and is the, the, the main program people go to in order to calculate races. That's, and that's how I came to Manchester. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a wild journey. It also led me to Singapore, like spend a couple of uh, races there with you, like meeting you, um, seeing you before the race at a conference in the VIP area during the race when I have time to go there. And it shows it's a small world. Um, yeah, and you can really, you can really go places. And I must also say the first couple of times I went to those big races, I paid for those flights myself because it was just driven out of interest in studying the numbers. But it really became something. It is an open industry um, where people can collaborate and bring in their own ideas and, and, and listen and work together and bring the marathon field forward, which is at the moment, this collaboration is more needed than ever, I would think. 
Wonderful. Gee, it's a, and, and, you know, again, one of the common themes of the aid station has been people whose jobs are their passion. It just comes out every time. And, you know, yet again, we found another one whose, whose job is his passion. It's been interesting times, obviously busy times for you. You've been involved in, in so many amazing projects. Uh, you know, you, I'm aware and I think it's public knowledge. You helped the Bundesliga with their, their staff. You've been working with World Marathon Majors. But generally, what's life been like in, in Manchester during, during the last few months? Crazy, crazy. I, I used to travel, like, I think whenever I had three weeks in Manchester in one go, um, I marked it in a calendar. Sometimes I couldn't believe it. Sometimes I didn't follow up the full three weeks. I needed to go earlier. But now I think I'm here for as long as I can think. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't left Manchester in a while. But uh, work only got busier in a way because obviously with crowd science, we are in the, in the heart of one of the main issues we have here. Um, we have great relationships, which means there's a lot of, a lot of meeting up, a lot of collaborating. Um, and... Yeah, what I realize, the, the number of talks that I have, like, if I'm allowed to say so, off the clock in a way. So um, you deal with your day's work and then you just reach out to, as I said, Mike Nishi after hours or Mark Milder and just say, hey, how are you doing? How, how are you experiencing the whole thing? What is your current challenge? And this challenge varies over time and it varies from location to location. And then you try to make sense out of it and see where you can help. And maybe that sparks an idea. And you mentioned football, so we're working with dozens of stadia. Um, we're working closely with the German Football Association in order to like bring this thing to the ground in a way, plus some other international world-leading series that we work with. Um, they all bring resources to the table. They all bring problems to the table, and we try to solve it together in a very trustful environment. Um, like, I don't... I, I thought... There is a, maybe some people experience it differently, but I thought there is a, maybe a culture of people want to sell stuff, want to sell snake oil. But the people that I'm talking to and the circles that I'm talking in, we are shielded from that. We really, um, it's a very calm, non-catastrophic environment where we try to take what we go at and bring it to the table. So what it looks like is a lot of work um, every day. I haven't taken a day off since the whole thing started in a way, but I'm, I'm planning to do so. But we are learning so much by working from Stadia or learning from Stadia, learning from, let's say, racetracks, learning from festivals, um, from those hundred marathons where we know their challenges and we can bring them together, make sense out of it. Um, learning every day and things change. Maybe this week, the two meter rule in the UK changes, which is a, a game changer of, maybe 80%, maybe 300%, depending on where the, um, how, how, they, how they would change it. And that changes the whole environment. It's crazy interesting, but it puts us to a test. Uh -huh. um, the biggest challenge right now is literally to start from zero. Don't start from 2019. It will take you too long to get from 2019 to, to, to 2020. If it's much more resourceful, and, and promising to start from zero. Zero is probably more connected to 2020 than 2019 is. 
Yeah, and, it's, a, it's a great tip, isn't it? And, and, you know, it's also, as you know, I've been running the, the webinars every Thursday night and we're excited yeah. to have you on this week again. Um, and, you know, it's been quite a common theme. People saying, you know, take your plans and start from scratch or reevaluate your plans because this is an painful. opportunity. It's not a matter of regurgitating and trying to, trying to retrofit. Is, is this an opportunity to have a blank sheet of paper and see how we do things differently, which is, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, very often I have, my, I have my head like this during those meetings because all of this is painful, but it needs to be done. And if you're a consultant and you sit in a meeting like this, <laughs> like with your head, with your hand in front of your head, and that's normally not a good sign, but it fits the, the scenario right now. Um, but we're doing the right things. We start with a blank piece of paper. We always said we do, but now we can put this to a test. Are we really? Um, or are there certain things that we, that became part of our thinking? that we cannot get out of our head anymore and see them as a given, but they would, they would be able to be changed by a new generation, by um, people who maybe aren't as accustomed to what we're doing. Mm. So really interesting, really painful, but I see, I see some good examples there. People still smiling. Uh, there are still events in the, in the, in the future that, are having a, that have a variation to go ahead in some way, shape or form, made it be virtual or downsized or reinvented. That's and, right. That's so know, good. This thing will pass. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it will. No doubt in my mind, it's a matter of when. I mean, you, you, you've been talking about, you know, helping other people with their challenges. What's, the, what's been the biggest challenge apart from no day off? Uh, what, what, what's been the biggest challenge that you've faced during this period of time? Um, so, I mean, in my, it says in my, in my job title, crowds. And crowds right now is, is a no-go. Uh, so when people ask me what density can we have, actually no real density, nothing that you would call density. Um, uh, back in the days, we solved a lot of problems with queuing systems, like really particular professional queuing system. It's not a thing anymore. So now we need to solve it over time or, or, or differently. There are different ways of solving it. So basically, we're not man managing crowds anymore. We're managing individuals. Because mm -hmm. by the time they become a crowd, they become a problem. So um, that's really interesting. Um, and the, the advantage, to not call it a challenge, the advantage right now is that we can take so many resources and so many smart heads together, solve problems. Um, and if we do it right, we only need to solve it once and then can use some aspect of this for another uh, event rather than to go down the same dead end. Um, and then try something again. This so is, this is one this, of the great things, isn't it? Is, you know, I'm seeing this, yeah. this collaboration. There's so many opportunities. What we do here benefits here and what we do in, in, in another, another country can benefit people in, in, in another country, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So the, the challenges, obviously, we also have the university. They have some challenges. Everybody has challenges right now, but we focus on, on the solutions and they will come at one point and... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still hopeful. And uh, if we have those big challenges and people really suffering from it, I won't say anything that I'm doing right now is uh, challenging. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's always someone that's doing it tougher or, or, or got a bigger problem. I mean, yeah. you've spoken about some great leaders in the industry, people like Mike Nishi, um, you're obviously leading in your space. What, what are some of the, you know, and, and clearly being a captain in the army, you, you have uh, great leadership attributes and you've learned leadership skills and techniques. Is, are there any tips that you'd leave the audience with in terms of, you know, some leadership principles that you operate by, Marcel? Yes, listen, listen is the thing. Um, 
people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's something that was true in, in combat training and it's true at the moment. Uh, together with Mike, we are, like he's sharing the uh, Commission for Safety and Medical at, at AIMS, the World Running Association, and I'm on yeah. this com uh, committee with them. And we are dealing with basically all countries. And they're all in different scenarios. Their race came from a different background. Um, you just heard a lot of origin stories on this podcast of how different races came about. They are in different countries, under different legislation, under different um, COVID stress. So the main thing is when you are in an advisory role or leadership role, listen, um, because that makes you smarter and that prepares you. They give you most of the things that you need in order to lead them well. And if I'm a, I'm a consultant by day, so that's, that's, um, that means what I really learned is to listen and see every single problem as, a, as an individual problem with individual people who need an individual solution. And for that, you can't come in and think you know it all. You need to come in willing to listen uh, for a long time before you then say, I think I can help you with a neutral perspective and, and, and help, you help, you, help guide you in the right direction. That's great advice. That's fantastic advice. And, and as always, the, the time flies by and it's, uh, and it's time to, to get to the, the traditional end of, of the aid station with, uh, with something inspirational. Um, I'm sure you've seen plenty of inspirational things. Have you got a, an inspirational story that uh, you'd like to share with uh, the listeners? So I told you that I'm touching my head very often in meetings, which, is, which isn't nice. I shouldn't do that when there's a camera directed at me, but it's, a, it's painful times for sure. But people are still smiling. At the end of, at the, end of um, the meeting, we're all still smiling. In the beginning, like in this podcast, we're smiling. Literally, I'm telling my students, I'm, I just told the, the big guys in Chicago um, from Chicago Event Management, I just told them, guys, I miss you. I was supposed to see you three times already this year. Yeah. Um, I miss your events. I miss basically just having this not via Zoom as much as it brings us advantages. Um, we will need to go back at one point. And if we still love it, if by the end of all of this, whenever that may be, we still love our industry, then we're in a good place. And I cannot wait for that. I talked to the, 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 the head of the Olympic Stadium in Berlin yesterday, 75,000. They cannot fill it out right now. But there will be a point when they can. And by that time, we will see it as a privilege to be in there. And if the first roar in this big stadium is just 1% louder because we missed it for so long, I cannot wait for that. There will be goosebumps. Um, it will come, not tomorrow, but it will come. And I, I cannot wait to be in this crowd to start a race, to uh, open up a stadium and just see the reaction that will be a bit more than we had before, maybe, because we remember it's not, it's not a given. That's fantastic. And, and, and certainly you can see that, uh, you know, that, that pent up demand, you know, starting now, obviously, as far away as New Zealand, where they had absolutely packed stadiums the weekend yeah. before last and again last weekend. And I think there's this there's absolutely massive demand. And, um, you know, you've got this amazing, amazing opportunity to make this impact. And I'm so happy to see because I know that you're a great lover of coffee and you roast your own coffee. So hopefully one of the advantages uh, that, that you're spending some time at home. You've got a great supply of coffee. You gave me some of your beautiful coffee when I visited you in Manchester. And I look forward to sitting down and having a cup of coffee with you in the not too for distant sure. future. And thank you so much for making time. As always, uh, great to chat. Great to see you. And, uh, and we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Marcel. Thank